That's sick. You shouldn't be doing that. In 2020, four friends decided to listen to every one of the greatest 500 albums as decided by Rolling Stone magazine. This resulted in a text chain that celebrated the music, excoriated the order, and led us to making this podcast. We are far from experts. We promise to do almost no research. All opinions are our own unless you disagree. Please sit back and enjoy. Beck did it better. We are all the way up to album 161. Oh my God, don't get me, don't remind me of 161. I remember I went to this party in college and they were like, we've got 161. And I was like, what? even stronger than they, they like they like mix 151 with some yeah. peppermint schnapps and added it up or what yeah they had 151 and they dehydrated a little bit so yeah. some of the water left so it's like even more they're in there proof. in the lab it's, it's beaker in there and just yeah. like me 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 oh yeah it's yeah. 161 yeah we did it the proof was in the proof uh and from 1969 it's crosby stills and nash with crosby stills and nash now you don't hear it but that second one has an ampersand so that's how you know the difference. If I'm talking about the band, I'm saying Crosby, Stills, and Nash. If I'm talking about the album, it's Crosby, Stills, Ampersand, and Nash. Uh, all right, let's. Wait, that it's got Ampersand almost, and Nash? They got the Ampersand plus and? That's overdoing it. That's like I, saying ATM machine. Got We've got titular tracks. Is this called some just self titled album, I suppose? But is there What's a word that? for that? Uh, eponymous, right? Eponymous. Yes, Isn't I that love the, that. Okay, hey, Rob, if we were a band, what order would we be in? What order would you put us in? Oh, I like, like this. Who would be the wow. like? Would it be Rob, Matt, Russ, eponymous. and Aaron? I, why have I always thought it was eponymous? It's eponymous. Yeah, oh. eponymous. Well, that happened in the in the big internet boom in the nineties. It used to just be eponymous, and then it was eponymous. <laughs> I mean, don't talk to me about. It. I was trying to sell pet food back then. It was crazy. Oh. Hey, Rob, uh, can you take a look at this? I don't know if what what I got here got picked up from a Peloton seat or if it's just something that's eponymous. <laughs> I would go. <laughs> I would go to WebMD and type in what you have and then prepare to feel bad about yourself. Oh, my kids are old enough now where they've started doing this. They're like, dad, I emailed what's wrong with me. And it's really bad. I was like, yeah, I bet it is. I bet it is. When you email, did I just say email? God damn it, Rob. You suck as a host. Uh, so the answer is that it would be, it would be uh, Rob, Rob and the. Okay. You guys would be the no. kind of my, like my backup singers. Rob and the. Oh, shit, I used my last name. I can't I know. do that either. You have to bleep that out. Amateur hour. Oh. Just just beep a Rob in like, the octave. It's like we're your. I don't want to be one of your. It would be like Rob in the beeps. That's what it would be. So much so much work for Rob right now. Let me let me ask you guys this. Can you guys synchronize dance in the background? Like if I was saying something funny, could you guys do like the yeah? I could do that. Temptations. I could be, oh, be a pip, no doubt. Yeah, as long as I had like a towel to Woo-hoo! wipe off the sweat. I was going to say, Ooh, Rosie, yeah. if you were on a train, what would that look like and sound like? Hey, can you shut up back there? I'm trying to sleep on this goddamn midnight train. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Nailed it. Not editing that one out. That's a good one. Uh, all right, guys, let's get right into the parody song. Now, I got to tell you guys, I wanted to put a lot of time into this parody song. I had YouTube videos up of the harmonies, and I got home tonight, came early, did not even go get my haircut like I planned, and I was like, listen, I'm going to work on this song, and my kids are like, hey, the VMAs are on. We want to watch them. Forget it. Taylor Swift is going to be there. Stray Kids are going to be there. My other kids' favorite band. And I was like, I, I this is it. This is a musical thing. There's a band called and then, Stray Kids. Uh, yes. Uh, Jeez, yes. I'm it's so a K-pop. Behind. It's a K-pop band. You'll never get there, Aaron. You'll never get there. You you could be. <laughs> you could work your whole life. Trust me, as a guy who listens to quite a bit of Korean music, you could you work your whole life. You will never get to a place where you're like, ah, yes, this is normal to me. Um, but I'm going to say this. We were watching the VMAs and the 10 minutes I sat down and watched it with them, they did a tribute and a, a song with P. Diddy where Diddy came out. And my kids are like, who's this? And I was like, I, 
I don't even know where to start with this. <laughs> right? I, mean, I was like, he on. was the biggest deal at about 1997 to about 2000. Yeah. And then, and now he's wearing the same like red outfits with the sleeveless shirt. And he had his son come out and rap with him. Uh, it was, I was like, is this son like our age? Uh, if not older, he looked like <laughs> oh, no. he, he was old as hell. And they're oh, both no. singing about like, women and stuff. And I was like, would you want to be in a rap group with your dad? Where you're like, you know, oh, shot caller, I'm a baller. Hey son, I'm a shot caller. Hey, I'm a shot caller too. You know what I mean? Like I do want to remind everybody real quick. LMFAO is a guy and his uncle, which will never not make me laugh. What? Red it foo. Is. Yeah. It's a guy and his uncle. So just pick an uncle, any uncle, just pick any uncle. You're now in a musical group with them and you are like millionaires and you have to go around and do concerts with your uncle. It's crazy. It. It's so good. Anyway, I was going to work. On My uncle doesn't even let us acknowledge him on this podcast anymore. I don't think he wants to be in a music group with me. Every day I'm shuffling. <laughs> <laughs> and your uncle and you were like, <laughs> it'd be so good. It would be so good. Listen, this song is too short. Okay. I'm not going to lie. I don't want no short, short, man. But you know what? I've never once gotten a complaint about the parody songs. I've never actually even gotten a compliment. Actually, now that I think about it, I've never gotten a anything on any of these songs. Nobody's ever given me any feedback ever. So is anyone listening out there at all? Is anybody out there? Don't ask that question. I mean, won't get depressed. <laughs> so let's get into tonight's parody song. Oh God, I just announced this parody song. That's pathetic. Here we go. What's up, everybody? Welcome to K Rob K R O Stands and points. Can you please turn down the TV? Oh, this is yeah. too real already. It is too noisy. <laughs> he puts on his shirt and she notices that it is inside out. <laughs> and she says nothing. This is what it is like. Living with someone, <laughs> it's not always fun. When you want, there we go. That's it. I had a whole, I had a whole another verse about how much better it is than dating pregnant women, but it didn't flow as well. And like a little bit about Kierkegaard and some other stuff. I may have been told by the landlord today who does listen to this podcast that I might not be telling the full side of the story, even when I am relaying. This person's question. No, I, I never would have guessed that. Yeah. <laughs> no, I've always thought of you as a fair arbiter. I don't think maybe maybe the landlord could guest could guest host. In fact, maybe the landlord could come on in oh. Russ's stead sometime. We could have. I've got a I've got a better <laughs> idea. Eight zero two two seven seven back. I will play anything that is posted to that voicemail. Okay, I will play absolutely anything. So please call in leave a message and speaking of the voicemail let's get into our voicemail wait who's on this who's on this podcast this is two weeks in a row right? who are these this guys two weeks in a row who the hell am i on here with and seamlessly coming from the parody song where i do not and a, and a no edit podcast not gonna edit tonight i've got four guys here who want to talk about three guys okay oh. crosby stills and nash uh i've got russell minneapolis russell how are you doing i'm all thrown off Rob, if you see me, wait, one more time. Hit me up again. 
All right. In <laughs> Minneapolis, I've got Russell. Russell, how are you doing today? Rob, if you smile at me, I will understand because what we did that night in Vegas is something everybody does Ooh. in the same language. Ooh. I've got Ooh. Matt in Minneapolis. Matt, how are you doing tonight? Uh, good, Rob. You uh, thrilled me to the marrow. Let's talk about uh, <laughs> oh. Crosby, Stills, and Nash. You know, I was trying to find, what are the lyrics where they're talking about what it's like being in the office on the phone? Did you guys, I, I listened to that and I was like, oh, this is too real. I, can I just tell you guys real quick before I get to Aaron? I have a job now and I have a duty now where I had two separate people compliment please me. Please that booty. I have a duty. <laughs> please that booty. To please. <laughs> Listen, am I an uh, oral sex robot and I love to eat box a lot? Yeah, that's Whoa. true. Okay. Come on. Come on. <laughs> robot, it wouldn't even make sense. Can you imagine? See, that's the thing. Women don't need to have sex dolls. Can you imagine if women had sex dolls or was like a full guy and be like, okay, get on top and kind of thrust awkwardly with your hips like that? You don't, it, it doesn't exist. Would the Walgreens version look a lot like B? <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, this doll comes with its own tank top. You can take no, it out. You can take no, it out. No, I want oh, the no. schlubbier, the schlubbier yeah, one down yeah. over there. The schlubbier one with oh. the, not not real facial hair, but just hasn't right. shaved in a while. That one. Do you have any with Snow White hair? Okay, let's see. Where would that be? <laughs> just just realistic sex dolls for women. Just you just realize how pathetic it is. It's terrible. Do you have Do you have one that loads the dishwasher really well? Yeah, is yeah, that, yeah. Is there one? Do you have one that doesn't make a lot of noise when he comes into the room after playing video games all night? <laughs> uh, I've got I've got Aaron out in California, and Aaron, I was talking to Jenny, and I said, "Who does Aaron remind you of?" And she said, "Oh, it reminds me of Brad Pitt's cousin. Mm. Brad Pitt's cousin is who Aaron oh, reminds Jenny his of." And cousin? I couldn't believe it. I'm, yeah, his his cousin Stu. That's really that's it. That's what you got, Stu Pitt, Rob. <laughs> You are one person. We are three people. I can't remember how the rest of that fucking line goes. Let's talk about Crosby, Sills, and Nash. All right, let's get into it. Crosby, Sills, Ampersand, Nash. Let's get into the voicemail. Won't leave me alone. Hey, I'm currently starting my second year at St. Olaf, the best college in the Midwest. Oh, wow. St. Olaf student. America. And Harvard. Of the I was just wondering, what is your favorite memory of St. Olaf? Or what is a crazy story that happened while on campus? Oh, we're doing the hard loft now on St. Olaf. I was going to say, first off, this is a <laughs> sham call because they say Olaf. <laughs> they don't call it Olaf. St. Olaf. How was your time at St. Olaf? <laughs> I mean, that's how I know people are just reading the shirt I'm wearing. Is when they're like, oh, yes, you went to St. Olaf. Maybe someone ought to take up a, a minor in Norwegian while they're there, huh? St. <laughs> Olaf. <laughs> but we respect the callers. Okay, we're trying to. So what is your guys' craziest memory in college? I mean, the crazy one. I mean, I got a couple. Like when, when Russell and I were junior counselors, uh, also known as RAs by a less offensive uh, name, the I think the kids at one 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 night they soaped up the hallways right they they put down like so so explain uh, so as a junior counselor you were in charge of a group of freshmen and you were juniors I mean charge is kind of a strong word but yeah <laughs> basically it's a way to be like hey can we get these people to be RAs without having to call them RAs and then that's how they fill out their you know roster of RAs but uh, I oh. do recall um, some kids 
soaping soaping down the linoleum floors in the hallway and then doing yes. like a slip and slide in the hallway. Jesus Christ. Um, which feels unsafe. And then, of course, the number one, because my dad is listening and my dad now, uh, this gentleman who performed this trick is now a colleague of my dad's, built a snow penis on the lawn. Oh, yes. On, <laughs> On parents' I have a picture weekend. of it. Yes. Bob, I can give I mean, that to you for the, the Instagram. If you oh, yeah, please. It, it was a gigantic, very anatomically snow. There might have even been a vein on this thing. It was a very anatomically correct <laughs> snow penis right out on the lawn. So those are two things that really jump out to me. It yeah. was it was clipped, Rob, just so you know. It was. Uh, <laughs> well, I, it's like, let's use Kool-Aid for their bright red tip. And everybody's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> And you're like, let's let's put dry cement on it for the super gray balls. Everybody's like, what are you talking about? Who is this guy? But Aaron, what happened to that that erect snow penis? Well, oh. Didn't uh, public safety come and deal with it at one point? Yeah, it was Uh-oh. parents' weekend, so I think I think public safety came by and had to knock it down because it was parents' weekend, and somebody was wow. like, yeah, oh no, we can't have the can't have the giant snow penis out there on the lawn. With the, with what would the be the best way around. to knock down a snow penis? I would probably get one of those machines, you know, that grabs the trees. And then like clamp onto it, <laughs> like try to lift it up and down to realize the clamp is a little too loose. You'd have to tighten it up. I think that. But it was definitely like Russell and I definitely like anytime there was a rule breaking going on, we would try to find a way to not be around. It was like, oh, someone's definitely uh, drinking underage or building a snow penis. Let's find another place to study at this moment. But you had to bust people, right? Like at some point you busted somebody for <laughs> no, it's a dry no, we never busted anybody. <laughs> never a single <laughs> no, one? Oh no. And busting really? was like, hey, could you put this shit away? Were you were RA or JC? We were JCs. Yeah. Yeah. I remember asking my JC finally like in May or maybe it was April, something like that. Like, hey, can you go get us a case of beer? And he's like, finally, somebody asked. We've been waiting all year for somebody to ask it. Hell yeah, I'll go get you one. So it was awesome. Well, Russell couldn't even, when we were JCs, Russell was not of age yet. So Russell would not have been able to go get a case of beer. I don't think we ever did that. But we did a lot of looking the other way and just being like, hey, could you just play it cool for like a few hours so we can get out of here? (laughs) Matt, what's your craziest memory in college? I mean, there's, there's just way too many. With characters like you, Rob, what? one of them I'll get to. Huh? Um, you know, so the the baseball team Rob won the conference, so ti- conference title, and we were out having a keg behind center field, and the cops came and running from the cops, and only one person getting caught uh, was that was pretty fun. One time, Joe from Woodbury, you know, I was in Thorson, and I think you guys were all in Itterbo or something like that. Somehow, whatever the thing was, and he. And he somehow snuck into like this pump house where there was his hose. And so he called people over. I give you a picture of that one too. Hey, hey, come on over. We're we're hanging out over at Interbo or something. All right, sounds good. So I walk over and you walk right by this pump house and he knew it. And he just starts spraying it with the hose. And it is the funniest thing. I mean, there's there's just too many to not name. Can you You imagine right now as an adult, if you got sprayed with a hose, like what, how mad you'd be just for, you'd be like, well, now this is going to be my first thought. This is how fucking sad my life is. My first thought would be like more laundry. Now I got to do more laundry. <laughs> <laughs> like just lame. Rob is lame now. I, I would think I still send this person to the Hague, right, Rob? Yeah, absolutely. I would be calling the cops. I would be the one. I'd be like, and there's a keg down at center field. We, I'm trying to get sleep here. These guys are being so loud. What's up, man? My still my favorite though. And be, I think we've done, maybe this is the third time we've said it, but it does, never gets new old. listeners. You know, we got so many more listeners now. So we better many. say it again. So, it was my freshman year, your guys' sophomore year, right? And I was, remember I was over at Barry from Burnsville's dorm and he's like, hey, 
you got to carry in the beer, right? So he got his hockey bag, carried it in. So he did that. It was like every weekend, blah, 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 kind of a thing. And then one weekend, I forget, I think Pamela, maybe it was her name. Yeah. She decided, oh, we're checking all bags. Head of we're checking life. all bags. So, so I go over there, I get it. Those guys are on the third floor. So we got it so that they could carry it up. They could get it up one case with a hockey bag and a hockey stick up to the third floor. We're set there. But all of a sudden, one smart guy in that dorm decides he's going to fuck with Pamela. Right. Oh. And so somebody. It was Brad Pitt's cousin, wasn't it? <laughs> it was Brad. <laughs> the story is, is that Rob loads up his bag with as much porn as he can find in the dorm. And it was, I have to tell you, this is a large hockey bag. And it was yeah. a lot of porn in there. I don't know where it came from, but it was just like like nasty stuff too. And so Rob Rob's walking in, and Pamela's going to check, and he goes, "Oh no, yeah. don't do it. I, said, I wouldn't do it." I said, "Please," and I made it look really like really like I was really struggling with the bag. I was like, "Oh, hey, well, hi, hey Rob, you need to open the bag." I'm please. I am begging you. <laughs> I am begging you. Do not open up this bag. She's like, "I have to open up the bag." I was like, "Listen, I want to be real with you right now." I'm just saying, don't open the bag. So she opens the bag, instantly sees Naughty Squirt 7 or whatever right on the oh. top. We we put a DVD on top. I'll never forget that of like, oh, hey, throw a DVD six. on there too. And she goes, oh, she closes it. And then I remember I walked to somebody's room and then I was like, well, wow, I should have just turned around and walked out. Right? But instead I like walked to somebody's room and then sat there with a bag full of porno, me and some freshman, and I watched him play CSGO on his computer this like, shooting game and then i was like well see you later and so i took my bag of porn and just walked back like like the funniest part is me just walking out be like hey remember me the guy with the bag full of porn i was just in that guy's room for about 20 minutes yeah i I don't know why was i in there for 20 minutes please i can't talk about i gotta go like it's no i'm naturally as sweaty like of course she guys she thought we were having just a, a, a a line segment jerk that's like a circle jerk but there's just two of you Looking at each other. <laughs> it is true though. So college, college is great, right? Because everybody, if you go, you pick, you're picking a school for the most mm-hmm. part. You're picking a school, so you like it. So usually, it's kind of everybody kind of comes together. At least they've got something in common, right? They want to go to small school, blah, blah. yeah. And you kind of find your people. And obviously, none of the best stories are like, oh, that lecture by AB Olson was phenomenal, right? It's the time hanging out in the dorms, or if you're on a team and things like that. So. I mean, there's just so many to think of, but it nothing, it's nothing around the school. It's about the people you meet there that are different than the people you hung out the with. The greatest so. story I could tell about I St. Think Olaf I had I'm a, still on a podcast with you guys because I went to St. Olaf. That's true. St. Olaf. Yeah. I, I would say one of my favorite memories and one that always does stick with me is that we did have a girl once streak the football practice. It was, you know, it was as streakers go, it was pretty good times. Then the next year... This uh, same woman came back. I should say woman, I guess. It came back. Well, at this point, I have to say woman. Because at this point, she had had breast augmentation surgery. So this was like an incredible before and after journey. Like, right? It was. And this time, we were outside. So instead of, like, sprinting through the area, this person was on a bike going around a 400-meter track. Now, this bike, I'm telling you right now, this was not. What's the what's the bike racing with the guys with the big legs, Aaron? They're on the Tour Bellodrome. de France. No, with the big yeah. legs, like track racing. Track racing, yeah. This was yeah. not track racing. This was a leisurely, uh, uh, daisy, daisy, give my answer to 
Uh, would you like to see? Well, no, never mind. Uh, and she's going very slow around. So we just kind of stop and like, I, don't, I think maybe we cheer at the beginning, but then like when she's at the 200, it's like, okay. And then she's kind of at the 300. We're like, okay, she gets to the end. I'll never forget. You have to like get out of a gate. So she has to kind of like take her bike, get off the bike, <laughs> kind of maneuver it. Meanwhile, the hockey team is coming in. So she's like going past the hockey team nude with a bike. Yeah. Those kinds right. of things, those didn't happen in the music building. Those sorts of things. I didn't experience that. One time at band camp, <laughs> Aaron, you don't know. And Aaron, you don't know about if anybody like had sex in the rehearsal rooms. Did anybody have sex in those rehearsal closets? Not that I'm aware of. No. Okay. It was always like there were stories about maybe it happened, but I I, I didn't know. No one ever told me that they had done it. Like I didn't know. I didn't have firsthand. I didn't have carnal knowledge of such. It, a, it reminds me of my dog uh, when I put him on the scale, heavy petting. Russell, what we were you going to say? Yeah, we haven't from Russell yet. Oh, I've, I've got a bunch of them. One of them was, uh, this was Fresh Mirror. I believe Aaron might have been there. We had a group of guys that went out to the freeway and we're going to try to take down one of the uh, Exit 69 signs. Oh, yeah, but that sign is w. way what? the fuck off the ground. That sign is so high off the ground. So high off the ground. So we got what like six to eight move. guys in like all yep. black sweatshirts and everything. We smart. parked some cars down um, on a frontage road. Yep. Yeah, smart. Yeah. Go play in the freeway with black sweatshirts on. Yeah. I think, like, right there. I think maybe we had like a screwdriver, like one basic tool yep. amongst like yeah. eight guys. And then we couldn't even get up to the sign. The sign's like 10 feet off the ground. <laughs> yeah. It was a yeah. fail, correct? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolute fail. They don't make those signs easy to steal, surprisingly. No, no. You you would need a ladder and some real tools. I, I can't believe that, that you guys aren't the first ones to think of stealing the X69 <laughs> sign. Every year somebody's out there going like, God damn, this guy up there. I can't believe it. We might probably also the first ones. I don't know. Maybe, Matt, you were a coach down there. Maybe you had access to this at one point, but... There are tunnels at St. Olaf that you don't have access to, but they're underneath all the dorms and the buildings. We did the thing where we took the key one time, opened the door, and did like the walk through all the tunnels at night when you're definitely Whoa. like you're not supposed what? to be in there. But we went down to the the by the pool and everything. You guys yeah, ever that was you, that? yeah, you did you did that with Gerber. I was not around for that, but that definitely Gerber was involved in that. Russell walks by a window and looks in and goes, oh, Rob's having one of those line segment things again. <laughs> I also had one where I, this is kind of my own stupidity. I've got a couple. Well, one of them is just Aaron had the, the really smelly roommate who cut the top off of his door. Like yep. he, took, he, he cut the top third out of his door. He and put this chicken gentleman, wire. He put chicken wire up there. <laughs> yeah. And no one said anything. His Aaron's nah. door just had like a hole with chicken wire in it for like four months. Yeah, because it had a pile of laundry the size of two human beings. It was the, like oh. these were this room was what, oh. 11 by eight or whatever the fuck. Yeah. And then there was a three by three pile of laundry, oh. dirty laundry <laughs> on the floor because he would go home to Minneapolis once a month. And take his gigantic pile of laundry, which was as big as him, and that was just in there all the time. You know, now that you say that, I do not recall doing laundry at St. Olaf. Okay, <laughs> and I do recall doing laundry at home. So I'm starting to think if maybe I had a three by three. I recall doing laundry. It, I will admit to never washing my sheets though. Like I didn't we, know we, that no. you had to wash sheets. Like I didn't know that was the thing you had to do. No. We're not going over this again. We have talked about this. Even more disgusting though is your your pillowcase. Like just imagine oh. you just haven't washed oh. your pillowcase. You just lay down and you're like. Mm -hmm. oh, just, just so crashing like, every night. Like, oh, it's I'm like, at the oh. bar where people are smoking indoors and there's beer spilling oh. on me. Like, yeah, oh. I'm just going to go right to bed. Crazy. Shower. Oh. Literally smoking indoors. I remember in college, I saw the first person smoke and I was like, Whoa. 
<laughs> what? I was like, oh yeah, that's right. They could do that. They're 18. We're all 18. We can all be spoken. <laughs> Still terrifying to me. <laughs> I also remember freshman year, I had a few times where I painted my face and either went to a football game, I have told a soccer story. game, I have told like a JV soccer people. game. I've been like, I probably went to like a JV soccer game. I went to like your face. I went to like probably eight to 10 sporting events. Like if I had a friend that was in a sport, I was like, I want to paint my face and go cheer for him. You know, Russell, that but is this so is good. the part where our listeners need to know that our colors were black and gold, yes. black and gold. <laughs> so, black and and so gold. normally I, I would that. be able to find a couple people to do it with me. Like I'd go, I'd go into like, you know, when most people went into town, to like go to like Target to get <laughs> yeah. face paint, like, you know, that's instead of going to like get food in town, like I would go buy face paint, you know, from Kmart and come back and convince like three people, Hey, paint your face with me and go to the game or whatever. So one of these games, I'm going to go, and one of the gentlemen who we've talked about before who wouldn't pass the basketball painted his face with me. So we've got two of us that are ready to go to one of these games. All of a sudden, um, dude who doesn't pass the basketball had this girl he liked, and she wanted to go on a walk. Oh, he cleaned his face paint off and left me on my own. (laughs) So I went to a sporting event as the only guy with face paint on. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> man, face paint guy going down to a JV soccer game where there's like 13 people watching. <laughs> also, but props to that guy because that man went on so many walks with that woman for That's- all of undergrad. The and and he stuck with it. And didn't they eventually get married? And the entire time she had another he left boyfriend. the friend zone. You say he yes. Left it? And all they did was go for walks for four years. And aren't they married now? You know what? I'm going to say it right now. Not worth it. Okay. <laughs> Not doing it. We all, we all know how Russell feels about those walks. Oh, the final know, one that I remember is, and this could be something that I don't know if they still do, but we did. Russell, do you're the, telling me that you going, I just want to recall yeah. you going to a sporting event with your face painted. By yourself. So just picture this, everybody, because this yes. is the real thing. Like you, you're thinking of Russell at the sporting event. No, no, no. Don't <laughs> think about that. Think about Russell when he first shows up. Two to two and a half minutes into the game, everybody's there. I'm, Russell, I'm you also see one of distance. the only people on campus that will wear a baseball hat. Maybe one of like less than ten. <laughs> so you see Russell in the distance walking towards you, but you're like, "Wow, that looks strange. What's going on?" He's got face paint on. So do you immediately start? You would have to start cheering in the distance, right? You have to be like, "Yeah, yeah." They'd be like, "God damn, that guy's a true super fan." Oh, he has face paint on. But if you like show up, you're like. Oh, oh! I mean, you make eye contact with everybody. It's humiliating. And then, or I picture too Russell leaving with everybody else at the end of the game. Like, hey, that was fun, wasn't it? Like looking around, he's got face paint on. <laughs> this would probably not shock you, but I believe at one of those events, the Saints Scholastica goalie at a hockey game did shoot a puck up in our general direction, and I would guarantee I was part of the problem up there. <laughs> and, and now, if somebody said, "Let's do this now," you'd be like, "Oh." Man, I, I think I could do time. it. Let me check. I got schedule. like one weekend a year where I could go do that. Like just, yeah. Although Russell is wearing face paint right now. So that, that, makes that me one think. weekend will be in Las Vegas, January 19th. Matt's fully not listening anymore. Matt went to sleep. I got the email from Matt. I got the text though. Here's the dates for Vegas. And I was like, hell yeah. Getting pumped again. Just totally destroyed. I I want you to go back and listen to our Pink Floyd episode. We are destroyed. We are closer to Las Vegas next year than we are Las Vegas last year, right? That is so, oh, that's so great. Go back and listen to what we're about to do to our bodies, and we are (laughs) thrilled to go do it again. 
we think should it's probably so record early instead <laughs> yeah. of late. No, yeah. we're going to do one at the beginning and we're going to do one at the end so you could hear the devastation. I'm coming in on Friday this year. I'd like, I, I'm, I'm doing Friday to Sunday this year. I, I cut it too short last year. Uh, Rosie, rolling going. How's it going with you? Uh, it's as usual, it's up and down. Um, oh. I got to say, it's like a yo yo championship. No, yeah. all your ups and downs be in bed. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Um, now, I had this discussion with Anna earlier today because I said this and then she said that it's, uh, it's recency bias, but this is the best. Stone fruit season of my life. You guys, the wow. stone fruit this year <laughs> has just been. Yeah! I Hey, Russell, Russell, what was your best stone fruit season? <laughs> you know, back in 88. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know what's really fucked up about this? This is what's so fucked up is that Aaron said, this is my favorite stone fruit season. And I just went, yeah. I bet it it was a good season. I knew what he was talking about. I didn't think it was weird. That's what's wrong with us is that it has warped my brain where Aaron can say, talk about Stonefruit season, and it's normal to me. It should never be normal to me. We know each other too well. Yeah, I've been going every, as many Tuesdays as I can. I run up to Berkeley and I I go straight to the Peach Jamboree stand. I don't mess around with Kashiwasi Farms or Frog Hollow or... Any yeah. of those Blossom yeah. Bluff, none of them. They don't have. They're not the same as the peach hey, jamboree. And so, get the fuck out of here, okay? Peach yeah. is more like leeches because you suck. And I'm going to edit out that pause that I had that long pause. That's gone. It's going to sound like I came up with that this right week on the spot. was the last the last week. So pour out a little liquor for the best uh, stone fruit season of my life. Uh, but one of the things that enables me to uh, make these peach runs on a Tuesday afternoon at 2 p.m. is that my Work cell phone always works. And my work cell phone went out oh. today. The, I don't know what's going on. I've been calling. I was calling IT frantically trying to figure out how I could get my work cell phone to work. Something happened where my work cell phone was in SOS yeah. mode. I was very concerned that I was not oh. going to be able to make it to the farmer's market. This was a oh. stressful situation. <laughs> Aaron, you, you can't use the, what's the hidden mode on the cell phones, Rob? That stuff's still going to come back and give you problems with <laughs> that work phone. <laughs> the hidden phone. I I mean, what are, you, are you talking about incognito mode. or if it's yeah. Safari, it's called you, private? I don't you, know what you're talking about. You can't use that incognito mode yeah. on that work phone, Aaron. I just need to be able to like hit like on a message if something comes through while I'm at the farmer's market. That's all I got to be able to do. But I finally, oh. once I, oh like I God. got there and I realized that I could hotspot my personal phone to my work phone and then it was okay. But it was a real like, it was a real dicey situation there for a minute, but I, I made it through. That is so funny that you're like, oh, oh my God, work is going crazy. My phone doesn't work. Oh my God. How am I going to get to the farmer's market? <laughs> That's it. Oh, That's <laughs> don't they know this has been it's, the best, the best season peach. of my life? It's the best season since 1988. I got to get there. Best peach season of my life. If they would have caught you not doing the work you were supposed to be doing, that would have been the real pits, wouldn't it? It would have been the pits. Russell. Rosie, what, what, are, what are the stone fruits? Because mm-hmm. I, I know peaches, obviously, but yeah, like are yeah. cherries? Is it? Yeah, cherries. Um, we don't get a lot of, of pit? yeah. Yeah, it's the ones with the pit. We don't actually get cherries avocado. very long here. Uh, that's a, uh, Rob, that's a great call. I don't know if an avocado is a stone. It must be a stone fruit. Yeah. Avocados. Aaron, I don't have, care. Don't take me saying a joke for thinking that I care. <laughs> no, I three, not. What, yeah, what's going on right now is like we've had Haas avocados all summer, but now we have Gwen avocados in addition to the Haas. So it's Jesus nice to have Christ. some variety. I, um, yeah, peaches, nectarines, cherries, plums, you know, apricots. I don't, Russell, if I lots. showed you, if I showed you something and I said, this is a nectarine, how sure, how positive would you, because I think I would be like, 
I, I think if it was like the size of like a small orange, I would be like, that might be a nectarine. I'm not sure. Do you know what a nectarine looks like, Russell? I, I, it's probably like an orange and a peach had a, had a weekend romp. I would think. Wow. It's just a peach without fuzz. That's all. A nectarine yeah. is just a peach without fuzz. They're basically just you know what? That happens. Junior? That got big in the nineties. So that's it for me. I had a nice day today. I made it to the stone fruit uh, collection and it's the end of the stone fruit season. So, you know, time marches. And as I said, we're, we're that much closer to Las Vegas. Russell, how's it rolling going with Russell? Rolling going. Things are going good. I actually took a flight a week ago and I thought oh, I could share an experience that I had on the flight and see if you guys have had this before. Now it's time for Beck Did It Better, plain old story time. All right. All right, right. these are the stories that I yes. like. Tell us about the trip you're on. We're going to hear about your flight, flight tonight. tonight. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. I found out you went to Mexico, Russell. I'm going to be so mad. <laughs> oh, man, I'm one step ahead of you. Oh, no. Whoa. Oh, wait a minute now. So... I go on this flight. I'm, I'm flying to Salt Lake City, flying Ooh. to Salt Lake City. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, perfect time. I'm on a Delta flight. They're going to have TV screens. It's good. I get on the flight, sitting there. I start kind of, you know, going through the movies because that's the best part is seeing what they have. Right. And finding like, what's the right movie? Are you going for action? Are you going something where um, Thomas Jane goes to sleep after running with the bees? There, you got to figure out what mm-hmm. what you're in the mood for, right? <laughs> so I go through and I, I start picking. I go Fargo. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna get these guys what? the sex scene with uh, Steve Buscemi <laughs> oh my on God. the on the flight, right? Russell's like, just doing a great bits. movie. Wait, so you're just looking around to see who's looking over your shoulder, like you're trying to catch somebody uh, watching the, the scene so, over your shoulder. Yeah. So I go to start the movie and it, nothing's really happening. It's not coming up, just a dark Uh-oh. screen. Uh-oh. I figure, oh, maybe something's going on. Maybe once we get up in the air, everything will go. Keep trying to start movie, not working. No. Try to start a few other movies, nothing's working. So I'm sitting back there. It turns out nothing is working on anyone's screen. And I see two people watching something. They were both watching the movie Big George Foreman. The only movie on the whole flight what? that would work was Big George Foreman. No one else's screen worked. Now, Russell, yeah. were there any sex scenes in Big George Foreman? Because if you could pull a screenshot of those, that'd so, be so good. Right. Did you watch Big George Foreman? I did. I watched you Big George Foreman. You're trapped. Yeah. What am I supposed to do? Have you guys I'm, ever had it where the screens don't work for you or not? Immense power. Oh, when when I get on a plane, it's been there's been there was once where it was a couple planes in a row. I would sit in the middle. And everyone's TV would work. The girls on either side, my kids, their TV would work. Mine wouldn't. And I was like, what the fuck? And then the second time it happened, I was like, oh, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> but I sat next to somebody on a flight once who uh, said something to the, the uh, attendant. And they said, oh, well, if you lodge a complaint with Delta, you get uh, miles for it. They'll give you bonus miles. And I was like, oh, there you go. I was like, oh. I'll never do that. That's a great idea. I will never do that in my life. I can promise you right now. I will not pick up a phone. Oh, how many miles do I get? 500? I don't even know what that means. Okay? I don't have time for this. I will complain about it, and then I will not think about it for the rest of my life unless I have a podcast where we talk about planes more than most. Who plays George Foreman in that movie? Is it like a biopic? Yeah. I don't know who plays him, though. I don't. I I mean, George Foreman, like one of the great... Character arcs in American sports. This man was an absolute murderer. Uh, Everyone was terrified of him. 
He was so scary. And then yeah. lost to Ali. You know, that was a down point in his career, obviously, after Zaire. Comes back, eventually becomes this lovable, like, we only knew him as the lovable grill guy, right? The super friendly yeah. guy. Like, this guy, like, all of America was scared of him in 1974. Right. He's so fucking powerful. And, and then, then what he, happens after the grill? He becomes the fucking heavyweight champion again. He literally right? becomes the heavyweight champion yes. again, like yeah. dad mode. I remember seeing yeah. that. I was like, well, this guy looks very old. Totally he gives hope to all of yes. us with that kind of <laughs> yes. body look, right? Right. I think, I think don't all guys, though, don't they all think like, you know, I could have been a pro athlete if I just would have been a little a little more serious about it. You just know what I mean? Like, right just a little bit more practice. I think everybody would be like, I bet. I if I had just found the right sport for me, I could have done yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think everybody thinks that like, oh, I fucked yeah. around too much. Making too many small penises. <laughs> the other thing I was going to share this information. I don't know if we knew we've ever talked about this before. Do you guys know who was originally going to be the spokesperson for the Foreman Grill? No, no. I, far you don't know who's going to be the spokesman, brother. <laughs> Hulk Hogan was Hulk the spokesman. Hogan was originally going to be the wow. uh, was going to be the Hulk Hogan Grill. That would be crazy because if it was named the Foreman Grill and Hulk Hogan was selling it, that wouldn't make any sense whatsoever. <laughs> also, though, the thing is, too, is that Hulk, it would be tough because Hulk Hogan would try to show you how to make a hot dog when his skin already looks exactly like a hot dog. It'd be confusing because it'd be holding, it'd be like a green screen. He'd be holding a hot dog. It would just blend in with him. He's like, he's got six fingers. Oh, it'd be so, it would. It would look just like it. Oh, some doll hair fell in a hot dog. Oh, wait, no, that's Hulk Hogan. Like, what is this guy? Oh, by the way, he's like the biggest wrestler, most like masculine thing ever. And if you actually look at him, almost nothing on him is normal whatsoever. Like if you saw a guy that looked like that on the train, you would go into another car. Sorry. So one of the other things, once I got back from my flight with, with, with the no TV screen, you know, I took your guys' advice. You guys were saying, I'm being too harsh. I'm telling, I'm telling the, the landlord here that they got to turn their TV off when I come back. So... <laughs> Tonight, I tried watching whatever the landlord had on. I was like, okay, I'm going to watch what you have on. You guys well, want to guess what I watched tonight? Walking Dead? Uh, nope. I'm, I'm going to say, was it uh, the, bachelor. Nine, the Bachelor? The Old Bachelor? Day Dance Moms. A music theme show. It was The Masked Singer. I watched The Masked Singer oh, for the first oh, time oh, ever oh. tonight. Do you guys ever watch that? Uh, I have never watched that, Russell. I, Is yeah. Blake Shelton My on that? My kids got it the host. for a little yeah. bit, yeah. The hosts are, let's see if you guys, um, I believe it's Nicole Scherzinger. She used to be in the Pussycat Dolls. Is that right? What? Yep. Mm -hmm. yep. Um, the guy, she's on American Idol, too. The naked guy from The Hangover. I don't know his name. You, uh, uh, Ken Jong. Ken Jong. Oh, yeah. Ken Jong, right. Robin Thicke, Blurred Lines. Robin oh, Thicke? Wow. Robert, is he that Thicke? career still? Blurred really? Lines. I, is that guy? Yeah, I thought him. he was kind of canceled after I yeah, thought of stuff. Obviously not on Fox or whatever channel no that is. No one's ever canceled. Hmm. And then the last one is Jenny McCarthy. Whoa. Nice. Oh, geez. Nice. Obviously, yeah. So you have yeah, anti-vaxxer. Yeah, Say anything anti you want, and you, you can eventually end up on a game show. <laughs> I wonder if, is that the anti-vaxxer that I've jacked off to the most? <laughs> <laughs> it's so hard to think. You know what I mean? Who's in, who's in Rob's anti-vaxxer Hall of Fame? I mean, what's the top three? What, what are we yeah, debating between? the Hall okay. of Fame? Jenny McCarthy, obviously. Yes. Uh, I feel like who else would Kirk, have been anti vaxxer Kirk Cousins, I guess. Kirk Cousins is in there. Yeah, he has a good <laughs> At game. At least once by accident. <laughs> that Bills comeback and that Colts comeback, Rob. <laughs> that was a good one. I got to admit, who's another anti vaxxer God, I wish I was funny. I wish I could think of one right now. Probably Aaron. 
Uh, oh, all right. So <laughs> the, the, the one other thing I got to mention is we still have to move forward with the with the tournament, the DVD Uh-oh. tournament. We got to narrow not, this down. We've not revisited for a while. Russell, you know what I would say if I was on the mask? By the way, the mask singer, the mask Shit. singer, smoking. Makes sense, guys. That's the Jim Carrey mask movie. Wasn't he married to Jenny McCarthy? Oh, okay, really? Aaron. I think so. You can do the theme. You can do... What's the thing he says in the Rocky Dennis mask? What's his saying that he does? The Rocky Dennis mask. He says something. Doesn't he say something? The Rocky Somebody Dennis stop mask. Me. Somebody stop me. Oh, you guys don't know what I'm talking about with mask with Rocky Dennis? Do you want me to look Rob, it up? you watch a lot of weird movies, man. Mask? Like no, 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 no. This is, look at this, guys. I'm not a man. I'm a monster. Guys, you don't remember this show? Remember this I remember show? The movie. I didn't yeah. see the movie though. I, yes. I know of it. Well, what was this thing he always said, Aaron? I was trying to get Aaron to do an impression of this guy. I don't know. He's I, so I, funny. I'm not. I'm not familiar. Oh, oh no! Now I see. There's a real Rocky Dennis. That is such let's a bummer. Let's not do impressions there. <laughs> All right, let's do this DVD tournament. All right, we'll just go through. We'll see how far we want to get on this one. So we're in the next round. I think we're in the round of the Sweet Sixteen here. All right, sounds so we're good. Gonna do, we're going to do comedies. We've got two comedy matchups tonight. The first one is the 16 seed, which is advanced again. We have What About Bob? <laughs> oh, What About Bob? Okay. This is the four seed, Dumb and Dumber. Oh, well. Oh. I mean, come on. I, I mean, it's Dumb and Dumber. Geez. It's not even close. Right. Like, Maybe. I wanted to go What About Bob just to mess with the seating, but I, I got to go you Dumb can't. and Dumber. I got, no, you know I gotta, you can't. It's got to be Dumb and Dumber. Matt, no question. I'm, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm disappointed that we can't upset because I don't know how. What about Bob was rated 16th, but it yeah. was rated 16th, so it was fine. So, but the four seed, Dumb and Dumber, has to go on. Thanks. Yeah, it has to. So a three-zero vote that's going to advance. The next matchup in the Sweet 16 in this region is the combo pack: Uncle Buck and the Great Outdoors versus wow. Wayne's World. Wayne's World. Ah. Oh. Uh. But the combo pack throws the pack. whole thing off. Combo pack. I'll let, I'll let Rob. I got to go combo pack. I got to go with my heart. Oh, it yeah. throws the whole thing off. That's hard. I mean, guys, he's flipping a pancake with a shovel. Yeah, but we all wanted to try that. That looks <laughs> fun. <laughs> all right, we're going to do one more quick and round. And there's trouble. <laughs> there's trouble, Russ. What do you do? <laughs> let go. Let's go the road. <laughs> All right, we're going to do one more round here. We're going to do the, the Sweet 16, the other region. This would be the action movies. We're going to get oh. through the action as well. All right. First matchup is another 16. Or no, wait, this is the eight seed. It actually knocked out a 16. Wow. It is Karate Kid, the combo pack, one, two, and three. Oh, and three. Versus Fight Club. His name is Robert Paulson. <sighs> hmm. Hmm. I like that the I'm two gonna go fight club. got matched up. Yeah. Matt's going fight club. I'm gonna go fight club. I gotta go fight club, but only because again the skeletons and karate kids scare the shit out of me. Those kids dressed as skeletons <laughs> chasing them. That was so scary. So forget about it. All right. That. And then the last matchup we'll discuss tonight in the Sweet 16 in the action region is Enter the Dragon versus Kill Bill. Kill, wait, yeah. is it a combo pack or just Kill Bill 1? I think it's just Kill Bill 1. I own both of those there, but they are not in a combo pack, oh, so only right. one DVD uh, got entered. Because then it's not the it's not the Superman monologue, then. You don't get that. It's not, not the Superman. Uh, don't get the monologue. Superman monologue of just Kill Bill 1. I'm still going Kill Bill, though. 
Yeah, Aaron Wood, there's a lot of feet in that movie. I will go Kill Bill not, as well because many, it's an homage to Enter the Dragon anyway, so you can just watch it. All right. Oh, yeah. What do you say, man? Yeah. I'll go Enter the Dragon, but Ooh. it doesn't matter. Have you watched Enter the Dragon recently? No, it's I've a, not watched Kill it's Bill. It's a rough one. Bruce, <laughs> Bruce Lee is talking about like putting uh, like microphones places, and you're like, I just want to see you kick somebody in the face. What the fuck are we doing walking around this thing? It's terrible. All right, that, that's the end of the tournament for the night. We'll, we'll get to the next two regions next week, but... Russell, that was a wonderful tournament. I would say that was a top 10 tournament easily that we've done so far. But I got to say, I have the results from the last audience poll. Okay, okay. so I want to I want to tell everybody what happened. We had Donnie Brasco versus The Godfather. <laughs> yep. Oh, this is sick. This show is stupid, guys. I have to say it. I've been thinking it for a long time, and I'm going to say it. This is a dumb show. We do dumb things. We are dumb. We, we have to be dumb guys. It's, okay, but Donnie Brasco, 0% of The Godfather, 100%. Was it one right? to nothing? One vote. Yeah. I, Goodwill Hunting versus Fargo. Goodwill Hunting, 68%. That advanced that that was a 3 0 for me. How the hell do we know it was 68%? I guess if it was good, guys, we have lots of of Instagram. Okay. Or we're blowing up online. Okay. I'm harassing a lot of people on Twitter. (laughs) Uh, uh, Goodfellas or the usual suspects, Goodfellas, 74%. Okay. So it was a 3 0 for you guys. No question. The Departed and the closest one we've ever had, The Departed versus A Few Good Men, Few Good Men, 53%. 53%. So we actually have quite a few losers voted in this, just to let you know. Unfortunately, though, you guys gave Departed a two-to-one win, so I think the Departed still advances. All right. Sounds good. Russell hates the fans. Listeners. Matt Rowland going, how's it going with you? I got this or more uh, listeners good. than fans. Cleaning out to my list here, and the one thing I've got is we had, you know, we started school, we started a new school, we now are a private school family. Oh, living the dream. Good luck. I... They have like these parent night things, right? Where you go and people from the school talk and everything. And it's just, it's always the worst, but you got to do it. You got to whatever and stuff. But I have found that these can be very, very beneficial if you just play your cards right. Yeah. And how you're doing it. So what you do is you, you need to bring a little notepad and you have two categories. Well, three really. You have two categories. You have the... The parents that ask way too many questions. Yeah. Write all their names down because you don't want to be friends with them. Gunners. The gunners. Is that what you call them? Anyone who anyone whose hand always goes up, you call them a gunner. The gunner. Yeah. yeah. The gunners. <laughs> stay from them. And then there just happened to be a guy who had a littler kid there with him. And the kid was crying a little bit, right? Yep. And so everybody's been there. We all have kids here, right? Everybody's been there. They've been through this. Nobody wants to have a crying baby, all this stuff. There was at least two moms that had the most disgusted look on their face that this guy was staying in there with. So again, you just be observant. You're not listening to what's going on with the program. Yeah. You just have to look at your surroundings. I like it. You can quickly figure out which of the parents you don't want to ever hang out with. So I like it. That was my rolling going. Rob, you work at a private school. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, Hey, can I just tell you if I can think of a song for those uh, parent nights, it would be, please don't go. Please don't go. We don't, <laughs> nobody needs to go. Let's just all agree. No. Hey, guess what? Parents and teachers, we don't need to meet. There's no reason to, okay? We both are dealing with the same kid. All right? That's the way it is. No reason to interact. Everything's going to be fine. Well, Leave Rob, you the teachers always, alone. You could always unionize and then you wouldn't have to do those sorts of things. 
Oh, yeah, that would be great, except for I'm getting paid quite a bit right now, okay? I'm actually making quite a bit more money. Trust me, I feel super guilty not being in a union when I'm teaching. It, 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 it racks me with guilt, believe it or not. If, if, if they unionized, Rob would also keep his job if they found out about this podcast, right? Oh, that's yeah. what I'm talking about. Yeah, then we're hey, all protected. Yeah. Hey, we should start a union. Oh, yeah, that'd be great, that'd be great. Hey, one of the rules should be like, if we have a secret podcast, and maybe we talk about jacking off on it a lot. Like, I think that should be fine. And they're like, what? Who? Who said that? That's a real specific thing to be writing. So who said that? Collectively bargain. Protection for podcast hosts and dirty jokes. Yeah. What's this part here? Weirdly specific, but okay. Yeah, no, it would be, that would be a a great move on my part. I'd be like, hey guys, they, they, you know what? They want to bust people for podcasts. We should go on strike. And they're like, what what are you talking about? So that's my rolling going. You can, you can learn a few things. Rob, rolling going. How's it going with you? I'm a hero. Okay. I'm just going to say that right now. I'm a hero. My kid the other day comes up to me before the first day of high school. She's going to a new high school. A high school. So it's not like one of these things where the middle school files into the high school. There are all these different high schools. She doesn't know anybody there. She comes up to me and she goes, dad, I listen, I, I going to use my backpack, my old backpack from last year. She's like, uh, uh, the dog peed on it. I washed it, but it still smells a little like dog pee if you do get too close. Oh, you got to throw that shit away. And I said, oh. what the fuck are you doing? What? I said, you're going to go to school with a dog pee backpack? She goes, yeah, this is how I know she's my kid. She goes, yeah, I don't think it's a big deal. No. And I was like, you cannot do that. <laughs> I said, dog piss girl. That's what they're going to call you. I already came up with yeah. a nickname. You're dog piss. And you'll Sorry be there. dog piss from now. And you'll be dog piss girl to the 20th reunion. You'll be dog piss girl. You cannot go to high school with a bag that smells like dog piss. And then she comes out with a perfectly good bag and goes, ah, th- I, th- I have this one, but it's a- I thought it was a little too small. It's like a gorgeous... Real problem is I don't think people that are not in the know can differentiate between what type of piss it is either, right? No. It just smells like piss, right? They might, yeah, she might just be piss girl. That would be the thing is that I'd be in the crowd be like, hey, dog piss girl. And then like the better bully would turn to me and be like, how do you know it's dog piss? You must <laughs> love dog piss. You're dog piss boy. And I'm like, no, this totally backfired on me. That's the guy who fought for podcast protection. <laughs> <laughs> And I heard an episode, he was talking about dog pisses after a super short intro song. <laughs> I love the songs. I've just never got a chance to tell him, and I probably should, okay? Because maybe he's thinking it's not worth the time. <laughs> Less episodes, more pay. <laughs> it's time for nobody's favorite part of the Less show. Less episodes, more pay. Album. Oh, yeah. Listen, we are talking about... We were talking about some music podcast, Rosie. Oh, hey, let's talk about some music. That's what I'm here we're for. We're talking about Sidney Crosby, Malkin, and uh, I'm trying to name one other Pittsburgh Penguin that played with Sidney Crosby. Yarmir. He had to be there at the time. Uh, we sure were talking about Crosby, Stills, and Nash. Uh-uh-uh. Okay. No, no young in there. Not yet. Uh, and this was the debut album of these guys. And in fact, it was the only album they recorded without Neil Young. Now, Wikipedia refers to these guys wow. as a super group. They're not a super group, right? That's horseshit. Well, I they are. I think they're always referred to. And then, because then there's Buffalo Springfield too, right? And then there's CSNNY. Yeah, like, birds and yeah. Yeah, they, but they, they were like, a, they weren't individuals coming together. Super group, uh, the true super group, of course, is uh, 
Traveling Wilburys. The Traveling Wilburys, where you had actual, you're not just members of the band, of a band coming together, like true, like the musicians, the the soloists coming together to make a super group. That's a super group. It's not, it's not a, it's not a band Um, that then plays together for years Usually, Usually it's just like two very successful in, it's not even individuals because you've got like Audio Slave, right? Who's I mean, who's the other? What what was uh, Guns and Roses? Velvet Revolver with uh, Scott Weiland. Velvet Revolver. You know, you've yeah. got some of these super. I would still consider them super groups. I but. read a newspaper review once that their concert sucked. Okay, it wasn't very good. <laughs> <laughs> How's that that show? There's that new super group that's putting out the new podcast, Russ, Aaron, Matt, and John from Edina. <laughs> oh. Get it? How, ampersand, Bryce, John ampersand John from Edina. Uh, this is the only, uh, this is, they, they kind of got big by really, this was the movement in, uh, what was this, 69, nice, where it was like blending together folk and rock instead of like hard, like, like blues type rock. Uh, the main person that we're looking in this is uh, Stills, who's the main guy. He's playing the guitar on a lot of these. He wrote a lot of these songs. He plays the bass. He plays uh, the organ. He plays lead guitar in every song. And then you've got David Crosby, who's got a lot of the social commentary stuff. And you've got Graham Nash, who's able to make some of these melodies that sound so good. And basically, these guys came out at Woodstock at 3 a.m., they came out at 3 a.m. and they played Sweet Judy Blue Eyes second time in public. That's crazy. This is the second time they ever played that in public was at Woodstock. That's the hardest thing about listening to these guys is you. we cannot understand the, the time. We can't understand. We can't put ourselves in that place. No matter how hard we try, no matter how, how many times you watch the Woodstock DVD, you can't understand what it was to be on the... You know, post Summer of Love. I don't know if this is post Altamont or not, but they're keeping the Summer of Love thing going, but also mm-hmm. talking about what's going on in the world. We we can't understand how that time was for the for people who were hearing this. Well, unless now wait a minute. Did you guys see, see that? There's a bunch of smoke. <laughs> There's a shiny object or some rivets. Let's get inside. Okay. All of us, all four of us, are we all inside? Let's do it. Russell, I can't hear you. Or you would say, the time machine, Russell, we're doing a little skit. What are we doing? Oh, my God, we're it's doing a, a skit, machine. Russell. You're in a time machine. Where There's the time smoke day? and rivets. <laughs> there, I was just talking about that. There's smoke oh. and rivets. We go back. We open the door. Sorry, Matt. I Dave, don't know how you stay up with this. Uh, we I, come out. Matt's about gets away with this. And we see there's a guy, and he's holding war is bad. A war is bad sign. He's got a war is bad sign. He's holding it. And I say, sir, what, what, what year is it? He says, it's 1969. I say, nice. Get back in the time machine. We go back to now. Okay? <laughs> Worth it. Awesome. Uh, Aaron, Sorry, I agree with what you said. No, no, no. But, your but so they, they blow up, and all of a sudden it leads. You can point this directly to what people call the California sound, right? This is the Laurel Canyon sound. This is the California sound. We were talking the Eagles. We're talking Jackson Brown. We're talking Fleetwood Mac. Okay? And... These guys, you know, I love talking about those Grammys. They won Best New Grammy. Let's get into Crosby, Stills, and Nash. Uh, love the Grammys. So here's Sweet Judy, Blue Eyes. I mean, just the opener to this. I mean, this song is it's everything. It's so good. It sounds so much like Joni Mitchell, too. The electric bass and the guitar. Graham Nash was dating Joni Mitchell at the time that okay, they did this. Okay, there we go. Can we clarify which is the one with the outstanding mustache? David, David Crosby. Who is the father of Melissa Etheridge's kid? Oh, right. Oh, yeah. 
He didn't just come to her window. He came. <laughs> all right. Uh, this got all the way up to 21 on the charts. And basically, this song is broken up uh, like a, a suite, right? Like a classical suite, okay? Not that kind of suite, Russell. It's a classical suite, okay? If you listen to the, se- the second part of the suite, they slowed down to half time, so they kind of watch, listen. Here. This album is mixed so well. I love the hard pans left and right. The bass is so nice. So nice. And that's Graham, and that's more Graham Nash. It's definitely a, a more exciting experience with super nice headphones, Rob. I don't know if you were wearing your $600 ones with this one, but the back of the nice headphones is great. I, I got to tell you, those headphones... The day I, I had to wash them the other day, like I literally had to take off the things and wash them. Because they felt the, like dog piss. Because when I took off, <laughs> dog piss headphones guy. Dog oh, with piss this, headphones hey, guy. Hey, how would Russ know what dog piss smells like? That guy loves dog piss. <laughs> Russ has known a dog his entire life. Just the ultimate <laughs> oh, comeback. I took it off and I took it off my head and I go, "Ooh, that smells." And then I walk around for a while with my headphones like on the counter and I go, "Wait a minute, it still smells." And I'm like. <laughs> I'm turning my nose quick because it's on my ears, of course. I have to turn my nose. I'm like, oh, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. That smell is me. I was like, I cannot be smelly from my headphones at 43. Like, if you worked with a guy who had smelly ears, smelly headphones, you're talking guy. about that on your podcast, right? You have to be. Hey, don't tell the guys at work, but I got a podcast. Hey, don't you think we should all be able to have a podcast? Okay, let's rise up. Uh, the third part is a part I didn't take notes on, so let's listen to it. <laughs> but this is just the first part again. It's just a bridge from the first part. I, I mean, like the, the sweet concept kind of falls apart to me here. Don't, don't, don't be mad. And then finally, it's so It's just Aaron, a long song. Aaron disagreeing with me, my knowledge that I obviously well, have not no, copied and pasted. No, it's knowledge. It's called sweet. I get it. I just, I, uh, it's kind of. Aaron knows I copy and pasted it because there's a semicolon in one of my notes. <laughs> He's like, wait a minute. Rob doesn't know what the fuck a semicolon is for. Uh, here's the final stanza. He made it confusing and fast just so people would be able to understand what he's doing. Oh, but he also wrote no words. He was just like, oh, yep. let's just have some fun. The voices sound so good. I gotta tell you guys, I texted you, so I know you guys have already watched this because you definitely need to watch every video I text out, okay? Uh, but his, there is a recording of the demo that Stephen Stills did. This is just Stephen Stills on guitar by himself. One, t- one track, one thing. It's unbelievable how much... I thought it was like tons of guitars. It's just him. It's getting to the point. So, so good. Go check that out. Now. I didn't know the word was fun. No, I'm no fun. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of words I miss. On the, like, the harmonies are cool, but I, I miss a lot of words because they're buried in the harmonies. Oh, totally. There's a lot of words. Like when I was doing the par- karaoke part to the uh, parody song, I was like reading it and I was like, this song is so depressing. <laughs> and you know what it is, is that song was written by uh, Graham Nash when he was, he was dating Judy Collins, right? The actress. She was leaving him for Stacey Keach because they were doing a Shakespeare play together. And he knows that she's out of there. He knows that she's leaving. So he writes that song and he goes and plays it for her. And she goes, wow, that's one of the most beautiful songs I've ever heard. And we're not getting back together. <laughs> you could just imagine be like, fuck. You could reuse that with another another lady, right? <laughs> Seriously, how many times when people have said I wrote this song for you, do you think it was repurposed? 50%? Oh, oh yeah. 
sweet. There's no way those are all originals, right? Oh, your your name is <laughs> your name is uh your name is Julia. Yeah. I think I'm gonna call you Julie, sweet Julie blue eyes. <laughs> He's like, hey, yo, Julia. Okay. Oh, what? Wait, wait a minute. Now I'm dating a Ruby. Hey, that works. It fits right in there. <laughs> Two syllables. <laughs> Roberta, no thanks. Uh, if you want to feel good, now Iggy Pop said that this is one of the worst fucking songs ever written. Agreed. Okay, his quote. What? I'm with Iggy on this one. What? Marrakesh Express? This is so sorry, fun. I'm sorry. I don't want to, I don't, I'm sorry. I don't want to yuck your gums. This is fun. It sounds like it sounds like it should be on like a kid show. I know it's fun. It sounds, sounds like, like the right, monkeys. Right. I was gonna say the monkeys bad or maybe like a Ringo song. Some of the, some of yes. Ringo songs had a little bit of that childish feel, didn't they? Yeah. This is what I think of Monsters and Men would sound like back in the seventies. Oh, right. This would be. This would be a hard song to have sex to, though. I gotta say that. (laughs) (laughs) Let's all try it. Let's all just give it a try. Okay. Okay. As Rob likes to say, let's all try it. I mean, I'm I'm not trying to diss your band, but doesn't it kind of sound like a a monster? Sound like what? Am I being insulting? Oh, they might be giants? Yeah, they might be giants. Oh, I was like, what the fuck is this guy talking about? Oh, 100%, which is, I think, why I love it so much. It sounds so good. (laughs) It'd be so funny to be like, we going to sleep tonight or are we going to sleep, sleep tonight? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Alexa, turn on Marrakesh Express. <laughs> I'm telling you. Hey, hey don't, don't ask any questions, but I got to put on this super expensive, super long condom. But don't <laughs> ask any questions about why. <laughs> Next week, everybody reports back. How did it go with Marrakesh Express? Marrakesh Express, taking me to Marrakesh. East Coast meets West Coast. Ah. Am I Danger Mouse? Doing mashups? Hmm. Something to think about. <laughs> this is a, this podcast is very it's dumb. First, Crosby, Stills, and Nash, and uh, Biggie Smalls mashup that there's, that there's ever been. First ever. Here's the deal. Okay, guys. Just like, I, I, you know, this song, Guinevere. I read the Guinness Book of the Guinevere book of world records. It's probably for those two fat guys on the motorcycles. Guys, come on. Those are funny, right? That was a stretch. What? Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. What was their record, by the way? I don't it's probably know something that does not hold up in today's society, right? Baddest guys? Like, what was it? <laughs> I'm going to give away my, my last take, but like, how do these guys compare to Simon and Garfunkel? And how do they differ? How are they the same? Well, there's three of them. Did you think Garfunkel was two guys? Yeah, I did. I thought Garfunkel was two guys. Like, how would you decide between this album and a Simon and Garfunkel album in terms of like ranking the albums? Interesting. I think Simon and Garfunkel are much stronger songwriters by by a ton. But we haven't heard them yet, right? But I think I think what you listen to this to is I think a lot of this is the guitar work. I love the guitar work on this album. I think it's. I I mean, I like so good. Agree. I like the second half of the album when it's like a little bit bluesier. I love the bass work, but yeah, these this stretch here, two, three, four, is like, man, I can't really. This Guinevere song, I was kind of, I don't know, the way I was thinking about it is it felt very precious to me. It felt like overly oh, precious and delicate. Yeah, yeah, good word. I don't know. I just, I had a hard time connecting with uh, the beginning half of this album. 
Yeah. Here's the here's the twins on the motorcycle. Do you guys not know what this picture is? <laughs> Am I the only guy who read the Guinness Book of World Records like at night? And you know what I'm realizing now? I read the Guinness Book of World Records like as a book at night. I'm picturing my dad coming in with like a sandwich and be like, oh, my son, I love him. He works so hard at school. He's so smart. Ah. Well, this young boy, he's reading in bed. What a what a young, fine fellow. What a good academic student. What's he reading? Ah, the Guinness Book of World Records. Ah, my son's a fucking moron. Okay. Sounds Back good. to that disco ball. Hey, Dad, look at these fat guys on motorcycles. They got world record for fattest guys on motorcycles. I mean, what's their record even? Does he make sense? They seem proud of the record, though. <laughs> they, they, they do. Look They've the, been in every in book. the pictures. I mean, it's like, you know, it's it's like Pat Bev celebrating the play-in championship. Like, you celebrate everything, man. Let me get this straight, because I had a RoboCop incident last week where you what? guys, I talked about RoboCop a lot, and you had, nobody had watched RoboCop. Correct. So if I tell you just long fingernails, woman, do you know yeah. what I'm talking oh, about? Oh, yeah. For yeah, sure. Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, okay, we're kind of, you guys are kind of Guinness heads, too. You know what you're talking about. You don't have to cry. Okay? Now, I got to admit, I love Sweet Judy Blue Eyes. After a little bit, some of these songs, you're like, hey, which song is this? You'd be like, I am. Right. Sure. Is the, like, are we still in Sweet Judy Blue? Like, if you leave the room and come back, you don't know for sure if you've left the first track or not. Matt, you're a Neil Young guy. Do, do they sound a lot different when they add Neil Young after this or not? They do to me. It feels, this feels extremely folky. Yeah. And I always feel like Neil Young adds just a little bit more, it's not quite rock and roll, but just a, he has a little more well, bass. Like, listen, maybe to, listen to this. I was listening to this today, Russell. I thought that very thing. This is with, this is with Neil Young. Oof. Yeah, there he goes. That's him on guitar, right? Yeah. Yeah. But the whole thing is just, it's a much more, it's a harder, it's got a harder edge. Less, right? less folk. And this is a uh, Joni Mitchell song. It is it really? Oh, yeah. She does a great Woodstock. I mean, she wrote it. Oh, mm-hmm. I love that song. Uh, all right. Pre Road Downs. Guys, you know why that guitar sounds so funky? It's backwards. It's a backwards, oh, backwards. Yeah, they recorded the guitar and they played it backwards. Now, Ooh, I did not get that fact anywhere, but I know it's true in my head. I know that's a backwards guitar. Guaranteed. I've listened to more backwards music than you guys probably have. <laughs> probably. Hey, I don't know where it is. Oh, hold on a sec, Rob. I don't, I don't know where it is in that song, but there's some backup singers. Mm-hmm. On this one, Ooh. and it's uh, somebody by the name of Mama Cass. Do you guys know who oh, Mama Cass yeah, is? Yeah, from the Mamas and the Papas. Yeah, so Mama Cass, Mama Cass is on that track. Is on that track as a backup wow. vocalist. She's yeah. a man. She's an institution in and of herself. You know what? She's so, a pretty good singer. She's a pretty good singer. But uh, I thought, well, let, how can we come up with some sort of list about Mama Cass? Because I think she's somebody we haven't talked about. I think she's lived a pretty interesting life. Yeah. And so I'm Googling her and she died at the age of 32. Oh. And so oh. I started to look up. They didn't you know, even have her at the bar. The 27, yeah, I was right? going to say that's Russell's next stop. <laughs> but there is a 32 club as well. And they're very, very tightly connected. Imposing. And so I thought it's a little bit of a Rob list. It's a very oh, much of a tangent of a list, but oh, I, like I thought, you know, what the heck? I think this is a pretty good list. Let, let's do the count. Oh, awesome, you know, sometimes Matt, sometimes Matt lists start as one thing, and then as you go, you find there's not much there on the bone, so you have to spread out a little bit. Sometimes that happens yeah. with lists, too. 
So I, I gave you a few clips that you can just keep playing while I talk about this. But Mama, I do, you know, the first one we'll have was just Mama Cass. So Cass Elliot, professionally known as Mama Cass and later as Cass Elliot, was an American singer and voice actress. She was a member of the singing group of Mamas and the Papas. After the group broke up, Elliot released five solo albums. She did? She I got know that. She was over Hi. 300 pounds and was starting to go to Vegas, right? She was going to do a Vegas show and they wanted her to lose a bunch of weight. So she went on this six month crash diet, lost 100 pounds was like barely able to walk up on the stage and quickly gain it all back. So it started this huge cycle of drugs and alcohol with her. And she had just finished two weeks of a solo concert in London when she decided to celebrate. She went on a 24-hour bender. And so she went to the birthday party, of the 31st birthday party of Mick Jagger, and then went hung out with somebody named Georgia Brown, and then finally went back to her room and then just didn't wake up. So she was renting a room from... Uh, guy on this album. Is it Harry Nielsen? Who's the guy who wrote Shucks. Oh, the second. guy from Jefferson Airplane? Um, Man, listen to that voice. And that was her with John Denver on, on Leaving on a Jet Plane? Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Wow. I didn't know that. And no, I wasn't going to do it, Aaron. You think I'm going to make a John Denver joke there? And especially with the song <laughs> Leaving on a Jet Plane? I, you know. Okay. If only you had sung the song Leaving on an Experimental Plane, you would have maybe known that it's not good. I'll say I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Rob is, I bet our phone book is about to add about four or five people here after Matt's list. Uh oh. <laughs> All right, let's go to the next one. So the next member of the 32 Club, uh, we're playing here, we're playing Keith Moon, oh. the drummer from oh. The Who. He was an Englishman. Was a drummer in the rock band The Who. Noted for his unique style of playing and his eccentric, often self-destructive behavior. If you watch videos of Keith Moon, he is a nut job. Yeah. And he's awesome as crap. But he is like certifiably crazy, it looks like, when he's playing the drums. But he, uh, like most, got hooked on drugs and alcohol. And he... Uh, let me find the right story here. This is pretty good. Good. He went back to his flat after hanging out with Paul and Linda McCartney, uh, took some clomethozolol tablets, checked himself uh, when his, when his uh, manager came to check him the next day, he had passed away. Funny thing about Keith Moon dying is he died in the exact same apartment as Mama Cass four years later. Wow. No. What? So this is, I think it's Harry Nielsen, or Harry Nielsen, yep. No. Uh, owned this flat in London. That's and weird. they decide, you know, he rented it out. So Mama Cassie, he didn't want to, he didn't want to rent it to Keith Moon because he thought it was jinx. And he said, no, oh, screw that. So he stayed there. He was there for about six months and he passed away four years after. You guys remember, we did celebrate Keith Moon on the Who episodes. We did the best drum fills of all time. Remember some of those? Yes. We had Bill Collins in the air, Jimi Hendrix. We had Mitch, was it Mitch Mitchell? Mitch, more, Mitch? Yeah, Mitch Mitchell. Mitch Mitchell on Little Wing. We had the Muppets theme with Animal. Oh, we yeah. had Rush, Tom Sawyer. We had Led Zeppelin, whole lot of love. Jesus, that's you need some one. drum fills. There you go. Wow. That's a list. That's a great one, Russell. Can you? I just can't imagine going on a bender that's only twenty four hours. You know what I mean? Like at that point, like you start at like ten p.m. You get to ten p.m. the next day. You got to keep it going, right? Keep like I would going. say a thirty six hour bender bender is it's probably right minimum for me. That's what I think. The right amount of time. Yeah, probably. 
Next up on the list, another drummer from across the pond, John Bonham. There we go. Nice. My favorite. Died at 32. Might be the best drummer of all time, according to some. Too many, but he's usually towards the top. John Bonham was an English musician who was the drummer of the rock band Led Zeppelin. He's noted for his speed, power, fast, single-footed kick drumming, distinctive sound, and feel for groove. He's regarded as one of the greatest, most influential drummers in music history. He, too, had a huge drinking problem. Huge. Uh, Hello. Yeah, I mean, he, Wait, like, he, never he, mind. Lived, he lived as long as he did. Like, he's, he's right. somebody who lived longer than you would even expect the way he lived. So Bonham was picked up uh, by his assistant at the end of rehearsal studios for a tour they were about to do in the United States. Uh, this was 1980. 1980. The band's first tour was 1977, mainly because he was so drunk all the time. During the journey, Bottom asked to stop for breakfast, where he drank four quadruple vodka screwdrivers, so 16 shots. He then continued to drink heavily after arriving at rehearsal. The band stopped rehearsing late in the evening and then went to Paige's house, the old mill house in Windsor. After midnight on the 25th of September, Bonham fell asleep. Someone took him to bed, placed him on his side. Led Zeppelin tour manager Benji Lefevre found him unresponsive the next afternoon. Bonham was later pronounced dead at 32. The inquest showed that in the 24 hours, Bonham had consumed 40 shots of alcohol, a 40-proof ABV vodka, 40 wow. shots, and then vomited and choked. Yeah, the Bacardi 161. I heard that stuff is really strong. 161. I'll, I'll tell you oh. what. I don't think I could drink four mimosas worth of orange juice right now. Like, I, I, I would drink a bunch of oranges, I'd be like... Oh my God, about a bender. Need a nap. Oh, this is so bad. Leave me on my side. Give me the bed. The final one on the, because this is such an uplifting, of course, wonderful top, yeah. you know, is the maybe some consider maybe the best American drummer of all time, Karen Carpenter, oh, uh, right. vocalist and drummer from the Carpenters. Yeah. Uh, she was an American singer and drummer who formed half of the highly successful duo, the Carpenters. With her older brother Richard. I mean, the YouTube videos of her drumming and singing at the same time yeah. are mind blowing. So, so this talented. is she's on the on All American College Show. She's 18, where she's you know what you can hear here. It's not very good audio, but like watch you can watch the YouTube video of her. She's 18 and she's going bonkers. Yeah, extreme. Yeah, so good. She's just amazing. Um, I, I believe we talked about her briefly when we might have done the best female drummers and it might have been on velvet underground remember we talked best female drummers from that i think it yep. was 100 yeah pulled that up before because so one Carpenter of them was began... santana that's right there i saw her then I, yeah that's that's cindy blackman that's why i went to see her in concert this show <laughs> this show Karen uh, Carpenter died. She she had a long battle with uh, eating disorder, and finally it, it caught up with her with the amount of drugs she was taking to kind of counteract a lot of stuff. But you know, since she was a young kid, had an eating pro or young teenager had an eating problem, so that caught up her. So that's the list. That's the thirty-two club. I just thought the number club. of drummers, Keith Moon, John Bonham, or Karen Carpenter that all died at thirty-two. That just seemed like a big coincidence. Yeah, drummers too. Right, that's pretty wild. Right. Great list, it, man. It's it's kind of sad when you hear that song about the little drummer boy, and you know what he's going to grow up to be. You know what I mean, like. But if you listen to the David Bowie Bing Crosby version, then like that's pretty cool. Except for like the Bing Crosby stuff, that's like maybe not so great either. Yeah, well, uh, I was <laughs> Aaron. We, you're such a bummer. Uh, <laughs> I what was I going to say? Oh, I think um, if you knew that little drummer boy 
was going to end up dying, choking on his own vomit. That song takes a whole different meaning. And then to that, I would say, pum 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 You better be word that joke. Not loving it. Uh, he, he's, right. got, bup, bup, he's got bup, to bup, stay bup. away from mushing up all those Christmas cookies and eating them like powder, right, bup, Rob? Bup, bup, bup. Oh, track six. Here we go. Still. Wooden <laughs> Ships. I loved this song. They finally gave writing credit eventually to Paul Cantner of Jefferson Airplane. Feels like we're getting a little more, a little more tempo, a little more. I don't know if there's an organ in some of these in the back half. But there is. Yeah, it's 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 kind of a little more groovy. Ooh, sounds good. Uh, Lady of the Island. No Stephen Stills on this one. This was written by Graham Nash, who was dating Joni Mitchell at the time. You can definitely hear it sounds a little Joni Mitchell. Guys, I just come on, Rolling Stone. Like I'm sorry, I'm giving away my. What, why does this make you mad, Aaron? I just, it doesn't have direction to me. It, it, the, the songs that are good are good. And I love the bass work. And as you mentioned, Rob, the guitar work. But I, some of these songs, I just like, I, I want them to move forward or go somewhere. I, I think if you took off every song on this that isn't written by Stephen Stills, I think you would like this album a lot is more. Is that the difference? I, okay. That's, that's a big part of it. Because I don't want to be negative. Helplessly hoping. Is this, the, is this in Greece? By the window and wonders at the empty doing a hopelessly devoted joke. Oh boy. This is the wrong thing <laughs> for that. Greece rock bottom. These guys know more about Robocop than they do about Greece, I bet. <laughs> do you guys know more about Greece than Robocop? I bet you do, don't you? Yeah, you seen, yeah. Have you seen Greece? No, never. Matt? <laughs> I've seen Greece. Yeah. There you go. More of a Greece podcast than a RoboCop podcast. Mm-hmm. Podcast. What a disaster! I was going to say that 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 there's an artist that we do know that you know this may not be our favorite uh, rendition of this band or our favorite album, but there is an there is an artist, a very celebrated artist, that did take inspiration from these guys. Artist is back. Want to check out yes. this song from Morning Phase? This is Country Down. I was reading there was a bunch of reviews when he put out Morning Phase. A lot of people were comparing this to Crosby, Stills, and Nash. The NationalNewsReview.com. Morning Phase harkens back to the classic singer-songwriter era with a lap steel and harmonica recalling Graham Parsons and Crosby, Stills, and Nash. Another article. SMH said there's an obvious sonic comparison for Morning Phase to the L.A. folk pop scene from 45 years ago, such as Crosby, Stills, and Nash. Beck went on to say one of the biggest influences for this, it was the Birds, Graham Parsons, Crosby, Stills, and Nash. He went on to win best album for this. So I would say when it comes to taking inspiration from Crosby, Stills, and Nash and making a best album of the year, who did it better? Beck did it better. Yeah. So funny because guess where um, David Crosby had gotten kicked out of Russell right before this? The Birds. I was going to say the tunnels at St. Olaf. Oh. <laughs> what a pull. Melissa Etheridge's bedroom. Long time gone. Which one of these guys ended up in Buffalo Springfield? All of them? Most of them? Uh, I don't It's just Neil Young, right? Yeah, oh, Springfield's okay, so. before this. Okay. Yeah, so, okay. Buffalo Springfield's before this. So. Yeah. All right. 
uh, way off. There's something happening here. That's all. Yeah, I can't. Aaron was about wrong. That. You didn't let me finish my. Forty nine. Bye bye's. So these guys didn't they just have like a big documentary about them or one of them? Like we're we're kind of shitting on them here, but they're clearly pr- pretty important. No, I'm influential. trying not to what shit are we on missing them, Russell. Here? Damn it! I'm not saying you are. I'm just saying it. It's not like we've been overwhelmed with this album. What are, what are we missing that other people hear? No, I love this album. I, I think this is a great album. I think it's just a little, it's a little sixties, right? Like there's just, it's, it's so similar there. There's every song is so similar is what it is. Okay. But if you like that noise like this, I told, I texted you guys, this album is my jam. I love it. And they influenced a whole kind of, they brought in the folk music into rock. I mean, I've got a whole Pandora stations devoted to stuff like this. Just tons and tons of it. It's all like a, it's all I yeah, listen I think, to on Pandora. I think the musicianship is great. I think the songwriting is really good. I I just can't, like I said, I can't figure out why this would be here instead of Simon what are and Garfunkel doing? Russ, or Cream. You know, Russ tricked us. Russ tricked us. He's trying to get us to do the rating section before, okay? And I have Russell know that's patented, okay? So you will be hearing from my clerk. Oh. Huh? Oh, I said clerk, so you know I know what I'm talking about there. <laughs> Okay, 49 bye byes. That's what I'm gonna say it every time. 49 bye byes. How would you say it, Aaron? Bye byes. Matt, 49 bye byes. Say it, please. Bye byes. Uh, Russell? <laughs> I would just be wondering why does this subpoena smell like dog piss? Oh. <laughs> hey, that guy just said subpoena. Hey, I got some subpoena <laughs> over here. Oh. <laughs> That's a guy who also I, knows what dog piss smells like, yeah, so he doesn't it, think it's weird that somebody does. I have a His first name is Stupinus. <laughs> Brad Pitt's cousin. That reminds me. I ever tell you guys the first? Oh, we gotta get. Listen, we gotta get the racism. But I ever tell you guys the first lab I ever did in school? First thing I ever taught, and I swear this is a gag the teacher did to me, where he had the kids, he handed out uh, peanuts. And then to use the observation, to use the terms observation, inference, and prediction, right? I had the kids say, okay, everybody look at their peanuts. Uh, Are there any holes in your peanuts? Are there any cracks in your peanuts? Let's investigate. And the class is laughing. I'm going, what is going on? That was my first lesson ever. And afterwards, I was like, fuck. What the fuck? Set you up. Yeah, it's it's all dumb, including this podcast. Listen, okay, this is at 161, as referenced earlier, okay? Is this album at 161 a rolling groan? Okay, that means that it shouldn't be up this high. Okay, all the songs sound the same. What's going on? It should be lower on the list. Is this a rolling well-toned? It is perfect at 161. It should be right here. Or is this, did this get rolling boned? Boing, That's the sound effect I should have had as a boing sound. Uh, did this get rolling boned? Boing, And it should be higher up on the list. These songs, Sweet Judy Blue Eyes. Easily, and I'm not kidding when I say this, top seven song of all time, Sweet Judy Blue Eyes, in my mind. One of the greatest songs ever written. Uh, what do you think, Aaron? Rolling Well-Toned, Rolling Bone, or Rolling Grown? Yeah, I think I've made my opinion known. I don't want to yuck anyone's yum. I feel that I, Aaron, as I Aaron, said, I, Aaron, I, Aaron, don't I, use that term. <laughs> I I, for me, I think the harmonies are very cool. And I think some of this for me is that this sounds like a choir kid album and I was a choir kid and I'm not now in my life. So I don't really want to hear choir kid music. So I have a particular like bent about it. And I don't understand why this would be here over um, Simon and Garfunkel or like cream. We haven't heard, when are we going to hear Disraeli gears? But um, there are songs I really like. There's stuff that misses me a little bit, but I do know it's important. I know these guys are 
important musicians. I'm still going to give it a slight rolling groan, but I don't want to get any angry voicemails from our listeners or from our main host. Listen, I would love any voicemails, please. If you're angry, even better call in. Okay? Especially if you're angry at Aaron, I guarantee you'll get played. Maybe twice. Um, I like to think of Aaron not making the St. Olaf Choir and then going home and throwing his Crosby, Stills, and Nash album in the garbage. No. <laughs> I'm a, it's too real. It's too fuck, real. Fuck that lady's blue eyes. Yeah, I'm listening to Howlin' Wolf now. I'm a Howlin' Wolf. Yeah, oh, yes. Uh, Matt, Rolling Well Toned, Rolling Bone, or Rolling Groan? Uh, Aaron said most of what I... I certainly understand where they are in the lexicon of the late sixties and the transition from, you know, the bluesy to the folksy rock. Um, I just, this album is just not for me. So it's all personal. It's, it's too fluffy. There's no backbone to it. It's pretty noodly things like that. I think once I just, it's, it's biased because as soon as Neil Young comes in, I'm a, Huge fan of the Neil, you know, of adding the young to the Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young. And so I just, I think I hear, I want that to be the album and that's just all personal. So personally, I think it's Rolling Grown should be further down the list. I'm a big fan of Crosby, Stills, Nash, Ampersand Young. I like being (laughs) after the Ampersand Honestly, though, shouldn't have been Crosby, Stills and Nash and Young. I mean, you kind of got to like, they just added somebody. Right. Two ampersands. <laughs> Maybe at a plus sign. Oh, man. Rose two ampersands. Nash, ampersand. That's going to be a Bing search sign. later tonight. <laughs> ampersand style. Now, let's see. Could you have sex ampersand style? Let's all look at our keyboards. Ampersand. Oh, yeah. That's what I did <laughs> when I watched those Aerosmith videos. Look at the ampersand. <laughs> the ampersand looks just like a guy jerking it. Look at it. It does? It, it does. It looks like a guy looking down, jerking it, being is like, God damn it, he's too? in a kabuki mask. This doesn't work at all. <laughs> Look at the ampersand. You'll never see anything else. It's just like, guys, how you know. The TV's on the right side of the room. <laughs> you know when you eat Reese's now. You can't eat Reese's peanut butter cups. You can't think about anything but those panties. That's what this podcast is under your brain. It's or dumb. Malos, right? Oh. oh, yeah. Or if, you're, oh. if you are fucked up in the head and you eat other stuff that has panties on it, that's not Reese's cups. <laughs> Russ, Rolling Well Toned, Rolling Bone, or Rolling Grown? What do you think? There's some good songs of this for me. I just, I think I said it earlier, it just felt too delicate, a little too precious to me. I I, I, like you're trying to win over a lady, like with these love songs or something. I don't know. It just, it just wasn't for me. It wasn't what I'm going to go back to. And so I would say, I'm not going to yuck any, or I'm not going to yum anyone's yuck. I've heard a oh. couple yucks. <laughs> I'm not going to yum on this one. Oh. So, <laughs> so I'm going to say it's really grown a little too high on the list for me, oh. but I will say I could see putting this on like during brunch or something like that, having it on the background on a Sunday oh, morning in the background. I think it definitely has a place for, for every music fan out there. Hey, what? Where, where's our uh, RA? Where's our JC Russ? We just built this big snow penis, and somebody's like, "Oh my god, he's out there yumming our yuck." <laughs> uh, listen, unfortunately, you guys are incorrect. <laughs> Yet, <laughs> looks like an ampersand. Snow penis episode. We did it. He he. This is you're incorrect. Okay, sorry guys. This album gets a rolling harmonization. Oh, this is the most harmonies we've heard in an album yet, and I love it. I like the way it sounds. Oh. Man, you're not car participating, Mo oh, man. You two now. I'm circular breathing. That's Next up, okay, guys, is one of your things you love to do is a podcast about an album you've never fucking heard of in your entire life and you think it might be a joke? 
Okay, otherwise known as I'm sure it's Aaron's favorite album. This is Different Class by Pulp. Oh. And I just wrote, what the fuck? What, I mean, what is this? When you want this guy, the ultimate greatest We're done. The ultimate. Wait, I'm wasting a Friday night on this one. You're just oh. lazy to look Imagine you, somebody turns to you, hey guys, what album are you doing tonight? Oh, different class by Pulp. They'd be like, what? I guarantee we'll be the number one pulp podcast. Oh, America. Pulp podcast. Did it better. It turns out hey, like Joe, Joe Rogan is a huge pulp fan. Shit. Rob, all this talk about your peanuts and me yumming on your yuck has put a charge into my stone fruits and a thrill in my marrow. Oh, oh my God. Oh boy. <laughs> He's yumming the marrow? <laughs> the poet, and he doesn't all even know. Yumming the marrow. Yum the marrow. Hey. Oh. Hey, guys, don't you think our union should also cover people whose subpoenas <laughs> smell like dog piss? I do. So do I. <laughs> We shouldn't get fired for smelling like dog piss. Hit it again. Excuse Hit it me, again. Excuse me, Rob. Uh, uh, we've got to bring you in because we just found out something frankly upsetting. And you're not in a union, so there's not shit you can do about this. Okay? We found out you have a podcast, and recently you were talking about dog piss. And it seemed like you knew what it smelled like. So... <laughs> You're dog piss oh, guy, and oh, we cannot no. have dog piss guy at this school. How do you know that it's dog piss, Rob? <laughs> but I will say the ampersand does look like a guy jacking off. I agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> I looked, and you're right. It's weird. 